guys, welcome to this episode of the Training Feed. I'm with your hosts, Jacques Delagere. With me are Angel Sanchez. Hello. And David Bravo. How What's up, are guys? we feeling? Feeling okay. <laughs> We're feeling Hang a little in. beat up. Let's Hang be, in there. Let's be honest. Speaking David. of being up, David, tell us. Yo. <laughs> uh- <laughs> My hamstring ain't doing so hot. It's about to just it's about to be a hamstrung. Um, <laughs> no, I just strained it, so got to rehab it now. Playing rugby? Practicing, not playing. We have a game on Saturday tomorrow. Guess guess we ain't playing then. Hell nah. Yeah, sidelines already. Sucks. You on the injured reserve? LTIR, long time injury Crazy. reserve. They're gonna put someone in instead of you. The disabled list a pro. You put them on your fantasy team, you'd be pissed. Yeah, David, that's them cutting you. They're putting you on waivers. Disables list, you know? Oh, you like, can't why the anymore. hell do I got this guy on my team? Why I got him on my roster? I'm trading you, David. That's it. I'm, tra- I'm, tra- I'm trading you, sure? you for a washing machine. Wow. <laughs> you ever see that on Semi Pro, the movie? No. Did you see Angel? No. Will Ferrell is the, is the owner, coach, and captain of his team. It's a basketball team in Flint, Michigan. It's a comedy. And he's like, I traded my best washing machine to get this guy here. So he traded a washing machine away to get a player. <laughs> I'll send you guys the clip. But All right, funny. so why are we gathered here today? Because we want to talk about a two-part topic. So we want to talk about traveling in the more specific topic of workouts when traveling. So often it's not a scenario that we're directly or uh, clo- um, identical to our normal walkout routine environment, say at home or to the gym that we normally go to. So we go abroad, there's not the same gym equipment, it's set up a little different. So I really want to take the time today to discuss that. So when you two go away, for example, Angel's got trip coming up, do you guys factor that in? Are you trying to really reset and do nothing the whole time? Are you looking to do a little bit of something? Tell us a bit more about that. First of all, I don't like how you said reset and do nothing. That is negative talk, negative self-speak. We Some people recovering. don't want to do any working out. I'm not. It's not. So not, not working out is nothing. Those are equal. I, okay. So I spoke to you literally and when I meant nothing, I meant no intense working out. That's just what I meant. <laughs> I spoke generally. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh... you, know, you tell that to a client, oh, you're just going to do nothing. Or Some when people they say, do. Oh, what, are do do? Well, is, what are you going to do? Well, is it nothing or is them. it recovery? So I meant nothing when it came to any working out. So it is what a reset is recovery. Nothing. Not um, is nothing. All right. No, nah, I definitely, I definitely like to. Um, <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing. Obviously, like if I'm, you know, going on vacation for me myself, I think that there will be an active component to it. I, I rarely just sit down and close my eyes, whether it's on a beach or whatever. Like I like to walk around. I like to explore. Um, like to hike, move, it might not be the center of it, right? So if I'm going to a place that, you know, I might, yeah, if it's a place that I've never been before, I'm likely going to walk around a lot more than be seated or in a lying position. Um, I'm trying to be very careful with my words so I don't uh, give, you know, feed into what I was preaching before. But yeah, I definitely take advantage of the recovery aspect. But, you know, I don't really like to sit down too much. Like even being on a plane, 
um, or driving for long periods of time, it messes with my knees, messes with my hips. So I like to stay in motion and focus on the recovery. And or if I have something that I'm going to challenge myself with, I will work towards that challenge. For example, a big hike um, or some other activity. Okay. What about you, David? Um, for me, it depends on how long I'm going away for. If it's a weekend trip, then I most likely won't work out. I'll just chill, you know. If it's uh, about a week trip, week and a half, two weeks, then I will try to actually work out. So depending on where I go, if I could find the gym that I've emailed prior to and asked for like a day pass or something or, um, you know, or if it's like a weightlifting meet, because usually when I would go away, it would be for meets and, you know, you would work out there beforehand and stuff like that. So it all depends on how long and also where. So, you know, if it's a, if it's a weekend trip, then I'll probably won't, won't work out. So then if it's a week trip, depending, you know, on where it is, I would either walk around a lot, you know, chill by the, chill by the pool or, you know, just hang out, nothing crazy. And if I find a gym, then I'll work, I'll try to keep as much as I can um, of my current program. If not, I try not to sweat it because you're not on vacation forever. You're going to come back to your routine. So. And not stress about it too much. Yeah. That's a fair point also. I think the other um, question I want to tie into that original one is, so when you travel, both of you, and you know that possibly you don't have access to a gym, are you going to be bringing bands? Are you bringing the appropriate footwear you normally wear, the active wear? You guys sound like you. we always wear a lot of active wear. So it's always um, something we may already just have on us anyway. But when you pack your bags, are you packing the appropriate shoes to walk out? Are you packing like resistance bands, the things of that nature? Headphones you probably pack because of you traveling. But can you guys give me some insight to that too? Um, I'll say that, yeah, I'll say that it, it depends on how long I'm going for. And then also if I have any training coming up, for example, I have... I don't even think I've been on a trip that's lasted longer than a week, right? Mm. So seven days away from my routine is very rare. And I've taken a week off of training before and that's been fine. So there's the first thing. So if you're going for a little bit longer, then I can probably see like that makes sense. Like if you're going to go away for two weeks, three weeks, a month, you know, uh, maybe you should pack some things or that's something that I would be thinking of. And the other thing would be, it depends on if you're training for something, because one week could be a good amount of time if you're training for something and you have something coming up. One of the biggest examples that I was looking at is, you know, I'm going to get married later on this year and we have a honeymoon and the New York Roadrunners hit me up to use my, uh, you know, my pass for the New York City Marathon. Um, I'll be getting married in October. The marathon would be in the beginning of November. And I was thinking about the honeymoon directly after. And I said to myself, do I really want to be training on my honeymoon? The answer was a strict no. So I don't want to be focusing. Is that your part- answer? Or- yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that was my answer. Partially, <laughs> partially because like it also takes time, right? It's like if you're going to train for a marathon, you have to set up you know, blocks of time being like 30, anywhere between 30 minutes to what is it like four hours 
about the time that you'll be training up to. So you don't want to necessarily go in the month before and just not uh, be meeting those demands because then you'll be hard on your body the day of. So those, those are the two things, the time. And then also, which, you know, it, do, it doesn't really matter. It hasn't made itself prevalent to me because I haven't been away from work or my routine for longer than a week. Um, and then the other thing is training. Like if I'm training for something or not, and I'll bring stuff with me or not. But to this point, I haven't brought anything specifically for training, but we always carry workout gear. So that's another mm. thing. I always, we always fly and travel or drive with workout gear because it's more comfortable. Most comfortable. Um, yeah. And I'm not necessarily like picking my shoes, like, oh, I got to get these Metcons coats. So when I hit the, the gym, I can do X, Y, and Z. It's like, I'll just go with what I got and call it mm. a day. That's fair. So far. What do you, so far. On his honeymoon, he's going to get a bag separate just for working out, probably. You have a separate Maybe. hotel room for your workout gear. <laughs> yeah, so I managed the not... bag, but if it was a different room, that's fine. Yeah, if I'm sponsored by then, sure, why not? <laughs> Hashtag sponsor. Hashtag sponsor. <laughs> David, let's hear your thoughts on um, that. Well, like I said before, you know, if it's a weekend trip, I typically don't. I mean, I don't know. It all depends on the weather. You know, if it's nice weather, I'm going to probably be in workout type gear anyway. So I could work out, you know, if I wanted to. But if it's a longer trip, then I'll definitely, you know, make sure to take shorts, T-shirt and maybe some uh, training shoes, depending on what I'm doing. If it's if it's just lifting, almost likely, you know, maybe do that in my socks, you know, uh, especially when I'm doing like kettlebell swings or squats, deadlifts, stuff like that. So the shoe, the, the shoe wear really isn't a big deal because, you know, I could just wear a pair of Vans or something, you know, and just work out like that. Multi-purpose um, the shoes you walk into yeah, the ones you walk out, I mean, right? I most likely am not running, you know, so there's no need for me to like take running shoes or running type shoes, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's about it. Depending on the time, depending on where I'm going and the weather, you know? That's one important factors. I, I, I just really, uh, and the reason why I wanted to discuss this is because when I was away a couple of weeks ago, I looked at, first we were saying the hotel did not have a gym. So when we were looking at hotels, it's funny because there was one or two we were looking at and, and I would, Alex would ask me, she said, I wish I'd prefer. And I would say, oh yeah, I think this one. She's like, oh, they're about the same. Why'd you prefer it? And I said, eh, you know, just, just gut feeling. And it was because that one had a gym or something. Anyway, we ended up uh, siding with the one that didn't have a gym. That was no problem. And I just, it, it just it's, it's funny because i feel so much better when i walked out and the whole point of vacation as you mentioned earlier david is the point you're just or angel you also kind of touched on this as well that it's you don't go for that long it's only a week a week off and your routine is not going to kill you it's fine and it, it, it's just me having an issue with sleep the exercise helps me as well so it's kind of one of my mental things as well that i'll do to kind of help with all my habits that i do throughout the day to help sleep and this and that whatever so when I left, I took uh, at least one pair of shoes. As you guys mentioned, you could do, you could walk in all day, but you could also walk out kind of the hybrid pair. And then just some a series of bands, right? Because that way, if and in, in, if you don't walk out, then it's fine. It's the bands don't really weigh that much. They're in the bag; they almost unnoticed. And I think some of us will probably admit that we travel even on our backpacks with a pair of bands, you know, like a pair of mini bands or whatever. Just happen to, because whether you're jumping somewhere with a client or if you're traveling somewhere, you have them. And then the final thing I wanted to ask was um, if you are going to walk out 
um, on vacation, are you guys typically designing a hybrid workout? So, you know, if your workouts typically consist of time frame sitting in the 45 to an hour and a half, I'm sure you don't want to spend an hour and a half working out on your vacation. Is it something you're doing first thing in the day? Is it something you're doing to kill time in the middle of the day? Is it you're, you just think of the concept of, okay, let me do a 30 minute crush workout or let me just do a 10 minute, something like, what do you, how would you guys structure it if you were to do that? Cause I cut, what I did was a something specific, short, sweet, first thing in the morning whilst I like sleeping that way it doesn't interrupt the rest of the day. Like, how would you guys go about that? Um, I think for me, just in the morning, I've been, that's part of my routine though. Like I typically work out at like six, five 30 in the morning, just knock that out, get it Damn. done. And I think that that's helpful. Fucking crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I have the opportunity to, right? Like yeah. most of you guys are probably working. You got sessions at six or six 30. So it doesn't really allow you bed. time to do that or in bed. Um, <laughs> but I do it in the morning anyway. And I think that that's helpful for me just because you get it done out of the way and then you can just do whatever else you want to do. If something is nagging me though, like if like, let's say for example, uh, for example, my hip flexor is tight or my hamstrings are tight. I might do that throughout the day. Like I might just stretch throughout the day and I'm, I'm fine being the weirdo that's sitting at a car rental place. And you know how it takes like an hour for them to figure out the paperwork of who the hell you are. Like I'll just do some stretches or I'll do some mobility work and people will look at me crazy. But, you know, if I have a problem that's causing me to have to move my body in a certain way, then I'll just handle it then and there and do that throughout the day, as opposed to just waiting until the morning and then trying to knock it out then. Um, Also to the previous point, I forgot that I have brought on occasion uh, a mini foam roller with me, Um, Mm. but I, I lost it and then I found it again. So it was like one time. It was in the bag that I used to travel with. And then I uh-huh. didn't check it. It has like different <laughs> compartments or whatever. That bag, it's like an armor bag. It has like six different components. Um, and then, so I found it in there. But that has been, that was helpful. And I think I'll bring it with me again. Um, but anyway, that's that. Um, well, if I get a gym, if I, an actual gym to like go and lift, then I'll do my regular work out there. My regular like scheduled programming um if not and if it's just like a regular gym in the hotel and they happen to have a rower or a uh, or kettlebells or some dumbbells and i'll do a little bit of a circuit you know maybe a little bit of row you know some swings cleans and you know then i'll do some like dumbbell bench dumbbell back rows you know all that stuff um just to get just keep moving yeah that's i think the important thing is to just keep moving i think that's just uh um, just go for a little bro session you know get a little get a pump going just get a little pump going that's yeah. just and it, it can be more i i'll admit that on my end when i was away it was more of a mental so i i, I don't i didn't probably talk about the sleep but the other thing as well but i know angel just mentioned walking up 5 36 in the morning it's interesting because when you talk about resting from it's it it's like a fine line right where if you were to rest from your regular routine of getting up at five, six in the morning, whatever it is, but then your first day back getting up at five, six in the morning after a week of getting up at say eight, that is just brutal. That's so hard where I almost, and it's the same thing when I went on the West coast in September, I oh September, October, I made sure I would not get up later than eight or nine local time because mm-hmm. that being what 
11, 12 a.m. Eastern time, I knew that if I spent a week of getting up at 10 a.m. local time, that's 1 p.m. in the afternoon. When I come back here for a 5, 6 a.m. session, that's going to be the worst. That, do you, have you ever guys traveled in different time zones and factored that in, or is that something that hasn't really crossed your mind? I think I, I've done it, but it's, it's easier for me to bounce back. I think that mm. I would rather get accustomed to the time that I'm, the time where I am. And then, you know, when I fly back and just adjust versus trying to like do things to <laughs> avoid <time> feeling <laughs> worse when you get back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with just like understanding where I'm at time zone wise and then just bouncing back. Um, but that's just me. I don't really drink coffee and stuff like that as much as I used to. So that also helps. So if I need like a little nudge in the right direction, like I might do that when I get back. But, you know, I think about that stuff beforehand. Like if I know that I'm going to be sleepy, like I won't be drinking coffee on my vacation on the West Coast. So that when I get to the East Coast, if I do need that nudge in the right direction, I can do that for like a day or two and then just bounce back. Just go to sleep earlier. Just go to sleep. Yeah, but I, I, as we've discussed on this podcast before, I have so many issues with sleep. And last week, I didn't really mention it because it's the 100th episode, but last week, sheesh, man, I just, every night was just, there were some nights where I feel as though I don't, I feel as though I didn't even sleep, as though I closed my eyes and I, I, I almost got to sleep, but I didn't. And the next thing you know, well, it's not all the next thing you know, because it's all night being awake. And I check my my phone and it's 4.40. I've got five minutes left to wake up for the day. And it's a fucking long day too. And it's just like, fuck, why is it always a day where you're the longest day? So it, that's just something where I keep a mental note of. I know that my sleep is so particularly, it's just it's just an absolute nightmare. No pun intended. But it's just something I, I think of as well. And that's why I was just curious. Because it's funny because even though the time zone difference is only three hours from here, the West Coast, when I came back in October, um, the first we came back on a saturday night around after midnight eastern local time and then i made myself get up on sunday morning around eight which felt like 5 a.m but i knew because the following day on the monday i have to get up at quarter five i said if i don't get up by at least 8 a.m it's gonna be so much harder the monday morning i think i spoke with a co-worker who had been to hawaii and he was in for a 6 a.m session i think he flew back a day or two before and he said and it was funny because he was saying yeah, right now I feel like I sh- I'm about to go to sleep because it should be midnight in the time in Hawaii. So I, I, I never forgot that, that comment. But I don't know if you guys had any other thoughts on that before we wrap up this topic. I don't think about it usually. I mean, I go, maybe take a day, the day off as soon as I get there, get some good sleep. And then the next day I'll just go at it like it's a normal day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because going, going to the UK, for example, when it's five hours ahead, the tip, most of those flights are red eyes to the I found the best way of doing it is try to sleep on the flight over and you're going to, and when you wake up over there, it's 9am. So it's like four five a.m. So we are up getting up at that time. usually like over here. So that helps us because we're used to that, but you're, you're, I mean, the, I found the best trick for that has been usually try and stay up the rest of the day. So when 10, 9 PM comes around local time, it is a little earlier, but you're just so tired from not having really slept on the flight that you almost get that cycle that's what i found to be best but I've just, i just just thought i would bring that up because that was something that has was put on my mind my travel but yeah i don't know if you guys have any other closing thoughts otherwise we can wrap it up for travel section walkouts i was just gonna say uh i have two points one would be yeah i think you're right 
just don't try to stay like I wouldn't try to stay up for the purpose of staying up you know what I mean like if you're sleepy if you did everything that you needed to do for the day you you know saw whatever you needed to see you visited all your spots like you don't have to force yourself to stay up because you feel like oh I need to continue to do x y and z because it's only 7 p.m right like why am I gonna go to sleep like if you do have if you are tired then go for it um and the same thing vice versa like I wouldn't wake up early to kind of like throw that off um just follow your body body's natural rhythm and take it from there and then the other thing I was going to say is I saw you know all this stuff happening in the world right now I saw Boris Johnson and I was looking at it I was listening to an interview with Boris Johnson and I was like why the hell does he look up so I was gonna ask you I was like why does he look like he always just woke up like is that yeah he always looks like that I don't know I just he has he just always looks like that. I don't, I know he at one point was cycling to work. I don't know if it's a fact he's wearing the helmet, but he always looks as though he woke up. Just that hair, that look, everything. Yeah. And the prime minister role, the prime minister's role there is like the president, right? Yeah. I couldn't tell you exactly the differences. Oh, it's a little bit embarrassing because I lived my whole life there. But uh, the House of Congress is essentially the House of Parliament, to my understanding. If anyone knows that and has listened to me and is like punching the air right now, then please feel free to correct me. But that's that's kind of the gist of it. So, um, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you much more than that. Really, <laughs> I was never running into politics, and I only voted once because you can vote when you're 18 over there. So, uh, vote for one time, and that was it. But I so. think. Well, I guess it depends on the country you're in, but if you have dual citizenship, I know this from, you know, my clients that are born in Colombia and they have dual citizenship over here and Mm -hmm. they can vote for president as well in Colombia. So that's possible. Just from what I understand when I was, I mean, I am trying to be, uh, trying to remember. I don't think when I moved over here, I was able to vote for the, in the UK because I was no longer a resident. That makes sense. I see. So that might I'm not be saying, one of those. Yeah, yeah the, what you're saying with your clients is probably true, but I think in the, in the UK, I think the they UK don't. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. But just from my knowledge, just from my recollection, I don't think I was able to vote. Same thing in France. Maybe I'm making that up also. I don't think I was able to vote. But I, but to, to tell you the truth, I also wasn't hungry enough to go and sort out that information either. So it was just, you know, like I voted here for the first time uh, for the mayor election and that's the first time i voted here finally but so i don't and that was more of a point that you know i finally can vote in the states i will mm-hmm. so i don't know but yeah i, I believe it would you vote for yeah. it? oh god i'm supposed to disclose it and i'm not going to yeah sliwa there we go sliwa yeah oh my god All right, we'll i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i know we'll catch- not listening oh. to you. <laughs> I want to say thank you to our listeners, right? I don't know if we said thank you in the in a couple of the other episodes, but thank you for listening. Thank you for staying in touch, staying in tune. Thank you for sliding into David's DMs um, and all your messages and all your consistency. So thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Oh, if you want Roan gear, the trainer feed, 15 or one word for 15% off of your Roan order. Go ahead, plug it in. Best gear in town. You Great want underwear. it. See, Dave Boom. told you. I was going to say uh, the shorts, that but underwear Dave's is the underwear fire. too. Use us to get yourself some nice, comfortable underwear. Yo, you remember that episode <laughs> the trainer that feed, we had one word David? And we were talking about uh, fitness gear. And then we were going to draw us like underwear. 
And I was like, damn, if David was here, like, yeah. <laughs> but here all he I'm, is. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is 15% off. Rome. Get it. Swipe up. I wish I would. Use code the trainer feed. Yep. Comfy draws. There you go, David. He sold Peace. it. Look at that. I'm buying it. Peace. Peace. <laughs>